Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. It's back to League One action for Pompey tomorrow after a successful week in Trophy and Cup. Sasu against Oluwemi. Sasu saves! Oluwemi saves three penalties and Portsmouth have won the shootout 3-1. Another corner kick, this one deep towards the far post. Nodded by Bishop. Piggott helps it into the back of the net. That's the third for Pompey. And how Joe Piggott has needed a goal. Portsmouth are heading to round two. Hereford one, Portsmouth three. Eight days have passed since the Blues beat Hereford by three goals to one in the first round of the FA Cup at Edgar Street. Now it's time for their first league outing in a fortnight. They've won just one of their last seven league games. A stat that Danny Cowley is keen to put behind him, starting with a trip to struggling Morecambe. I think there's a lot to like in that Morecambe team. I see a really um, determined, resilient group, uh, really gritty. Their home form has been good, um, so we, we anticipate a tough game, but we're in a good place ourselves. It's been good to get back on the training pitch this week. I think we've had a really good week together. We've got all of that, plus so much more to discuss here on the show this evening. And to help us through it, we'd really appreciate it if you could get involved too. That's right, I'm talking to you back home. Pick up your phone and get in touch. Either text your name and message, starting with the word express to 81400. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. So you join us here on 93.7 Express FM. Welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7. Express FM. A very good evening and as you've just heard, welcome to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven by Stagecoach Across the South getting you across Hampshire and along the South Coast with a minimum of fuss visit their website now, stagecoachbus.com for more, informa- for more information on the services they can provide to you in your area, as well as what they are doing to make their transportation cleaner and greener. Okay, on the agenda this evening, we'll be reviewing what was a big week in both trophy and cup competition for the Blue last week. We'll also preview Pompey's return to League One action after two weeks away. The previous match at home to Shrewsbury Town uh, over a fortnight ago now at Fratton Park. That game ending uh, one apiece at PO4. We'll come on to preview tomorrow's trip to Morecambe a little later on. We'll talk about the FA Cup second round draw and we will also preview what is this evening's Papa John's Trophy round of 32 draw as well. That is what you're all here for. I know it, but you're going to have to wait because that is not until around about 10 o'clock tonight. So we're not going to find out on the show this evening, which is rather sad. But we'll talk about that later on and where you can catch that in a few moments' time. But first, it is time to catch up on what has happened over the past fortnight for Pompey since that one-all draw with the Shrews at Fratton Park. And it looks like Portsmouth have won the coin toss, so we'll be staying 
the same end. Pompey will be going left to right in this first 45 minutes. As Swanson whips it in and Wimbledon make a mess. Scarlett, great block. Still there for Pompey and into the net. And Portsmouth score through Ronan Curtis. Scarlett's effort saved. Curtis wasn't going to pass that one up. Sixth of the season for Ronan Curtis. Portsmouth won Wimbledon nil. Piggott tries to go over his man. Still there for Piggott. Scarlett might fancy a shot. Tunnicliffe. How on earth? Has that been kept out? What a save from Nathan Broom. Freeman misjudges it. And Asar lives in a good position for Wimbledon. He breaks into the area. Asar shoots. What a brilliant goal. Magnificent strike from Ayuba Asar. And Wimbledon are level. And it was always likely to come down that left-hand side. Asar has got his fifth goal of the season. It's Portsmouth 1, Wimbledon 1. Deep by Curry, lofted forward, loose in the penalty area, chance for Wimbledon, and Freeman with an anywhere will do clearance, straight behind for a Wimbledon corner, still 1-1, Pompey hanging on, Garlett looking to try and set Piggott through, Piggott's round the goalkeeper, but he's overrun it, and Piggott is going to give the ball away, and Wimbledon are going to clear, sums up Piggott at the moment, he's gone round the goalkeeper, but he took it way too wide. Infield for Hackett, he's under pressure and not fouled according to the referee and Wimbledon break forward and this could be dangerous, can they get the shot away? They can and it's just wide. Whipped in towards the far post, Wimbledon are going to head it out, Mingi on the edge of the box, needs to get back in pretty quickly, it doesn't and this match has finished 1-1 here at Bratton Park and Portsmouth are through to the knockout phases of the EFL Trophy. It's not been a good second half. And Guy Whittingham, you don't look as enthused about this penalty shootout as maybe well might be. Penalty shootout for nothing has started. Wimbledon huddling straight run up. Oh, and good penalty in the bottom corner. Karoma steps up and scores. Probably more power than placement, but he got enough of it. And both uh, first penalty takers for both sides have scored. It's 1-1. Pog steps up and it's Straight down the middle, 1-1. One, one. Saved by Holloway Amy. Diving down to his left. These Portsmouth have a 2-1 advantage with a penalty still to come. Sasu against Holloway Amy. Sasu, save! Holloway Amy saves three penalties. And Portsmouth have won the shootout. 3-1. And both they and Portsmouth will go through in the EFL trophy. We are underway at Edgar Street in the FA Cup between Portsmouth and Hereford United. A long ball from Pompey will go out of play and Hereford will have a throw. Oh, Pompey have given it away and Hereford are breaking forward. And one on one with the goalkeeper is Story and he scores! Hereford, out of nothing, have taken the lead in the FA Cup against Portsmouth. Edgar Street goes wild. It's one error from Rico Hackett giving the ball away. We know Story's quick. He ran away and he finished well. Sprinting back to get the cynical back. He'll go into the book. And that just gives the Hereford crowd another lift. Here's Ogilvy on that left wing, looking for a cross in the penalty area. Nodded down by Curtis. A real chance for Hackett! And he scores and makes amends for his error.
the gifted Hereford the lead. And about the first time, Pompey have got across into the Hereford penalty area. And Rico Hackett was making no mistake with that finish. A composed one past the goalkeeper. It's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 1. Bishop to Raggett, who's going to bring it forward. Raggett's got options. To Hackett, back to Tarnakin, into the penalty area. Look at Swanson. He's found it. Bishop says where he wants it. He gets it loose. And the challenge comes in. Get it behind for a corner kick. Robertson's going to deliver. Three blue shirts to come from deep. And in the air from the captain, Clark Robertson. Left footed delivery. A decent one of the headers into the back of the net. And Colby Bishop has glanced Pompey in the lead. He makes it 10 for the season. A set piece does come off for Pompey. Robertson's delivery. Bishop's header. He made it look so easy. It's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 2. Tickets flicked on us, found Bishop. Chance for Colby Bishop. Good save from Eve. That was a chance to end the game, and Pompey will win themselves another corner kick. And Bishop kicks the ball away in frustration for not making it 3-1. Another corner kick, this one deep towards the far post. Not in by Bishop. Piggott helps it into the back of the net. That's the third for Pompey. Bishop may not have got the goal, but he's got an assist. And how Joe Piggott has needed a goal. Portsmouth are heading to round two. With 11 minutes to go, it's Hereford 1, Portsmouth 3. Portsmouth have got the job done. They've beaten Hereford. They're through to the second round of the FA Cup. Hereford 1, Portsmouth 3. A positive week of cup football for Pompey ended with that 3-1 win at Hereford in the first round of the FA Cup one week ago today. That match was, you may have already seen, the draw for round two has already been made on Monday evening prior to the final game of the first round between Bracknell and Ipswich. The Blues were drawn at home to fellow League One outfit MK Dons with that tie to be played on Saturday the 26th of November. So that is two weeks tomorrow. I don't think you could have got any more of an anticlimactic FA Cup tie than MK Dons at home. At least it's not a waiver. A reminder as well that should Pompey win that tie and progress to the next stage of the competition, their scheduled League One trip to Fleetwood on Saturday the 7th of January will be moved to a midweek later in the season, as that weekend has been diaried as the third round of the FA Cup. Fleetwood themselves have a second round game to look forward to. They'll visit Ebbsfleet United in what will be an early kickoff on Sunday the 27th. So, even if the Blues do get knocked out by MK Dons, that league game at Fleetwood could still be rearranged should the Cod Army defeat Epps Fleet and progress to round three, which you would expect. On the subject, subject of cup draws, uh, the draw for the Papa John's Trophy round of 32 will take place live on Sky Sports Football later this evening. That's following the conclusion of Birmingham versus Sunderland in the Championship. I, I don't know why. Why it's following the conclusion of a championship game and it couldn't be done at a respectable time, but yeah, that will be around about 10 o'clock this evening um, on Sky Sports Football. Um, Pompey, of course, will be drawn against a winner of one of the other groups in the southern section of the Papa John's Trophy. However, both the northern and southern sections themselves have both been split into two, ensuring that sides in the same group cannot be paired. So Pompey will not face AFC Wimbledon um, away from home as Pompey finished second in the group they've got an away tie um, so the two sections of the southern section um, for the knockout stages is as follows section one or draw A rather is Colchester United AFC Wimbledon MK Dons Stevenage Bristol Rovers Newport Sutton and the Arsenal under 21 so Pompey in the southern section draw B which consists of um, fellow runners up Charlton Athletic Cheltenham and Peterborough so Pompey cannot be drawn against those sides but they will play either Plymouth Argyle um, Forest Green Rovers 
Ipswich Town or Chelsea under-21s away from home if the game against Chelsea under-21s if that is the draw Pompey given that will be reversed to a home tie at Fratton Park so fingers crossed because who fancies a trip to Plymouth on a Tuesday night in the Papa John's Trophy no one no one not even Barry Clements Barry good evening Evening, Jake. How are we? I thought that was a smooth introduction. Oh, the smoothest you've done for a long time. Thank you very much. And th- look, I don't want to assume, but I would assume you wouldn't want Plymouth away on no. a Tuesday night. I mean, I wouldn't. I'll be completely honest with you. I would not be going to the Pizza Cup, regardless of, no. of where it was. No. But Pompey, I'm around a 32 nonetheless, and uh, you joined alongside, as we expected, alongside your 1898 blog partner, Joe Wood. Joe, pleasure to have you back on the show, my friend. Lovely to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, again, again, on the subject of around a 32 draw, very baffling as to why it's so late in the evening and why it's got to be done after a championship fixture, which isn't even the same competition. But Pompey will play either Plymouth, Ipswich, uh, Chelsea under-21s or Forest Green Rovers. Are you bothered? Do you have a preference as to who you'd want Pompey um, to face? Are there any benefits of, of, of either side? Uh, well, obviously, the, the benefit of Chelsea under-21s is you're going to be playing at Fran. Yeah. Um, and you might get some people attending. Um, that's probably the only positive out of it. Um, if they if they get through to the next round, I think you see the, uh, the level of care increase in the fan base. Um, but as things stand at the moment, it's just it's an exercise in getting players minutes. Um, yeah, uh, and that's an exercise, Barry. We saw utilised pretty well last week. It has been a fortnight since Pompey were last uh, in League One action at home to Shrewsbury. We'll start off with that Papa John's Trophy tie against Wimbledon um, last Tuesday, um, and that was a game. It didn't have little meaning. Pompey needed a draw to secure their place into the next stage of the competition. A win would have ensured they topped the group, but a draw, and uh, regardless of the uh, penalty shootout result, would have uh, condemned Pompey to second, which is what happened. And Joshua Oluwiyin be the hero in that shootout, um, saving three penalties um, and securing Pompey well, second, because that was all it was going to be. Um, this is a chance, as Joe mentioned there. Um, it's not what our focus is on this season but it's a chance for some players to get minutes in the boot in, in, in their legs such as the, the players that are coming back from injury you know Dender Hume for example and some youth products that we've seen um, perform pretty well in the competition so far this season yeah I mean that that to me is the only people that benefit from this competition because otherwise who is it really for you know you've only had five of the under 21s teams qualify um, and the golfing class between League One and, and those under 21 teams is so apparent we saw it with the Villa game yeah. so it can't be for them um, and they've never qualified for the final anyway um, and it can't be for, for the League One and Two teams because it's just putting strain on the first team so who is this competition really for the attendances have been horrific um, even even the final last season had 16,000 less than the FA Trophy so other than other than people I've done my research this ah, week yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe's inspired me but <laughs> other than other than you know the, the fringe players for teams like us mm. who is this competition really benefiting um Josh Oluwiyemi is the only player I think who's really put a stake in for a potential first team appearance after it maybe he is in line to start tomorrow based on the fact that Griffith started the FA Cup I don't know um, we asked that very question on the 1898 uh, as soon as the game was finished but yeah I mean who cares really if we're being <laughs> honest it, 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 irrespective of, you know it, when we talk about the pros and cons of the Papa John's Trophy Joe is it more of a beneficial thing to have for Danny Cowley 
to still be in this competition given the injury situation does it give the manager an opportunity to play some of the players that need to prove themselves to, to be able to actually come into the side in replacement of these injured or suspended players or is it actually the other way around where we've got too many injuries we cannot afford to be playing these games there's, cer there's certainly both aspects to I it but I think it's more the second one currently more the second one um I think it kind of in response to what Barry was saying. The people that it benefits currently are Zesh Remen and the that's leading the academy, yeah. because he knows that there is a, somewhere that a player can potentially get some first team minutes. But even then, it's it's against under twenty one sides that you could go and set up a friendly and do it yourself anyway. You look at what Brentford did uh, or have done um, historically. They're not in a under twenty one league. They're not in a B league. Their B team goes and plays. Um, a lot of the B teams on the continent mm -hmm. and you're, you see some of the, the products of that um, so realistically I don't think Pompey benefit that much from it um, Danny Cowley's probably more frustrated that oh god we've got another fixture coming yeah um, it's particularly oh god we've got another fixture coming <laughs> in midweek yeah Away yeah, from home potentially. Uh, away well. from yeah. home potentially in what is already a compressed season. Mm. Yeah. We just don't need it. No, not at all. Um, moving on from the Papa John's trophy, it was clear to see what our <laughs> what our points and, and we've expressed these points over the last three or four seasons, but funnily enough we, we we've stayed in League One and we've got to continue talking about it. That's the I say the downside of not being promoted. There's a lot of downsides <laughs> to bottling promotion every season um, the FA Cup draw um, Barry MK Dons at home it is probably the most underwhelming tie Pompey could have got it's not only it's a fellow League One side um, that that's underwhelming you've got non-league teams in the competition still like for example many people mentioning on social media Wrexham be an interesting tie whether it's home or away but we've got a League One side it's at home the only two positives you can take from it it's at home and we haven't got to travel as we mentioned um, but it's also perhaps a winnable tie against a side that are really struggling this season and a chance to progress to round three because let's face it Fleetwood are going to be Ebbs Fleet the game at Fleetwood in January is going to be moved we might as well progress at the same time absolutely yeah I mean that's that's the only benefit to getting Milton Keynes at home is that you know they've not been they've not been brilliant this season so sorry did I pronounce their name wrong uh, well, you put you put. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I try to avoid we'll, that. We'll I apologise. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the, <laughs> the only uh, the only benefit to, to drawing franchise FC at home is that uh, that they're not great at the moment. It's a chance to get through to the third round and get hopefully one of the big boys and generate some money. But otherwise, I mean, it couldn't have been less inspiring if you tried, really, could it? Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, so, cup delight for Pompey in the week gone by. Then, but now it's time to shift our focus back to life in League One, following a fortnight away. Morecambe are up next for the Blues. The three of us will be previewing tomorrow's game at the Mazuma Stadium and hearing the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley, who is optimistic of one key player returning to the matchday squad. He's a top player at this level for me. He's a top player at the level above. He brings much more than just a player. It's his presence. He's able to make everyone around him better. And this is what the, the top players can do. And yeah, he's a, he's a real leader in our group and we're hopeful that he'll be back and um, he'll be able to have a good impact. No, disclaimer, he is not talking about Barry Clements and Fiverr side. I can give you that one for free. As ever, we are keen to hear what you've got to say back home as well. 81400 is our text number. Be sure to put the word express at the start of your message. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on Twitter, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'll give you an ad break to pick up your phones and send us a message. Stick with us here on Express FM and join us again in a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. 
Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Good evening and thank you for staying with us here on Express FM. You're listening to this Friday night edition of the Football Hour, driven to you by our sponsors, Stagecoach South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to track down your nearest stop and even prepay for your ride as well. Barry Clements and Joe Wood from the 1898 blog are alongside me this evening to go over what was a big week for Pompey in both Trophy and Cup. Last time out, we've already disgust um, our well our disgust towards the Papa John's Trophy and the uh, resulting uh, round 32 draw which takes place later this evening Pompey of course will be drawn away to either Plymouth Argyle, Ipswich Town or Forest Green Rovers or potentially at home to a Chelsea under 21s but moving on now to the FA Cup one week ago today Joe the Blues were in action away at Hereford it was a game we won 3-1 which mm. on the basis on the reflection of it when you look at it in black and white it looks like a fairly decent professional performance against the National League North side under the lights in front of the TV cameras it's a respectable scoreline but the first half told a bit of a story which was a little bit of a concern for Danny Cowley yeah I hope anybody that wasn't a Pompey fan came in late and watched the second half only um, it was yeah. the first half was kind of emblematic of the way Pompey have played all season um, we just can't put a full 90 minutes together um, players looked no I'm not going to say that they they didn't respect the tie but it they weren't sharp yeah. um, and that was highlighted in the the opening goal for Hereford um, Raggett playing Rico Hackett into the worst kind of trouble um, Miles' story was all over him like a backpack <laughs> And then, obviously, he slides it through the through the legs of Josh Griffiths, who got, uh, in my opinion, an unfair amount of stick on yeah. social media for that. It's not his fault. He no. didn't stop a one-on-one. Um, yeah, uh, the second half was a lot better, but it's it's like I say, it's a standard Pompey affair this year. It's the mm. first half's awful. Second half, we we come out and blow a side away. And in regards to the goal that was essentially given away in that, in that first half, um, Barry to give Hereford the the advantage. <laughs> A lot of the blame on social media was going towards Rico Hackett, and we've already discussed it off there. And I don't agree with that. You know, he's a player who, you know, he, he didn't want the ball. You could see by the body language and the way that he received the ball um, in the first place. He was in a bad position. And, and how, as you know, we were talking to Joe off air again, how Sean Raggett hadn't seen the incoming Miles story closing him down. I, I think a lot of that goes down to, and I hate to say it because I love the man, but Sean Raggett. You know, Rico Hackett. There's not a lot he could have done there. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't put all the blame on Hackett. Obviously, look, he he should he should perhaps be more aware of what's going on around him. But um, I don't think he deserved half the blame that he got for it. I think that is far more on on Raggett. And and look, Raggett's been been great for us this season. We can we can excuse the odd yeah. mistake, particularly when we go on and win the game. Um, but we need to stop this habit of just jumping on players mm. as soon as there's as soon as, there, as soon as there's an error. Move on. Yeah. It's fine. Like Joe mentioned, Josh Griffiths 
becoming exactly. a, a little bit of a scapegoat for Pompey this season. And I saw a tweet um, a, a few days ago in the week, and uh, apologies, I didn't save it, so I, I can't credit who it was, but they mentioned something along the lines of this time last season with Gavin Bazunu. He'd made two or three notable mistakes at this stage of the season. Josh Griffiths, I don't think he's made any mistakes, has he? A, a lot of people are criticising maybe how... Or, you know how fast or how slow he is at distributing sometimes um, and th- some goals he's conceded again as Joe mentioned the one-on-one against Hereford not a lot of goalkeepers say he's one, one-on-ones anyway is he becoming the scapegoat for Pompey fans this season do you think? Yeah he is at the moment and I think he is suffering from the fact that Gavin Bazzuni was so good for us um, last season you will always have that come come in where a replacement for someone really really good is always going to be judged more harshly um, but yeah I mean look there are a few shots that he, he perhaps could have done better with in, in weeks gone by, but certainly nothing that, that stares you in your face as a, a, as a glaring error. Um, I don't think he's as bad as, as being made out. His decision-making needs improving, but he's a young player. That's going to happen at, at his age. So, yeah, look, I think I think back him, or or if you're not going to back him, give Oliver Amy a chance, but I don't think he deserves half the stick he's been getting online. No. Pompey did go on to, to win the game, Joe, in the, in the second half. It was a much better second half performance as well. It wasn't perfect, and I'm sure the manager will be taking a lot of points away from that game that, that he'd like to see improved, certainly for tomorrow's game at Morecambe, if we're going to return to winning ways in the league. Um, but nonetheless, they did get the job done. And Rico Hackett um, found the equaliser um, before a couple of really well-worked goals um, from Col- uh, Colby Bishop with the header from the corner, and also Joe Piggott as well. Two set pieces Pompey were able to capitalise on. Yeah, and um, I remember last time Barry and I were on, we we were really moaning about the fact that Clark Robertson was taking a corner. Mm. Um, And as I was texting Barry saying, oh my God, Clark Robertson is taking a corner, (laughs) uh, he then whipped it in and we scored from it. Mm. So I might have to not think that anymore. Um, No, look, (laughs) Pompey did what they needed to do. Mm. Um, Ultimately... You go to these places. I, what I did notice about the pitch was it seemed to be running very slowly. The, the ball did not roll in no. them as quickly as we would expect it on the Fratton Park turf, and I think it caught a lot of players out, um, particularly in that first first half. Um, but again, as I say, they, they got the job done. That's all you can really expect of them. And good, it's three one. Yeah. We've got to just go on to the next game now. Absolutely, and that is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to move our move on now and narrow our attention fully towards Pompey's next league fixture. After a positive week of trophy and cup action, reinstated a winning feeling within the Blues dressing room. Morecambe are up next, but before we come on to preview this one, a reminder of what happened a fortnight ago in Portsmouth's last League One outing at Fratton Park. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth against Shrewsbury Town. And we are ready to get this one underway as Danny Cowley's name sung out by the Fratton end. Pompey captain wins a header outside his penalty area. And Scarlett skips past the man in midfield. That's lovely from Dane Scarlett. A really good run forward for Pompey. And then he runs into the challenge of Pennington. Only then to pick up the ball cheaply just outside the box. A back hill doesn't find its target. And Shrewsbury clear it away. Short to Swanson. Back to Tunnicliffe. Keeps it moving. Dale nice from Pompey. Swanson to Dale. This is lovely. 
Tony. Scarlett and Bishop are in the middle. Dale chips it in, looking towards Bishop. Can't get his head to the ball. Back to Dale again. Another chance. Helped in. Bishop's header. Saved by the goalkeeper. First chance of the game. Nil nil. Back to Sadie. Rare attack from Shrewsbury. Sadie and Raggett fly into a challenge. Neither really win it. Shrewsbury try and get across it. It's a decent one. Ogilvy was well covering the left back. Loose on the edge of the box though. Shrewsbury with the chance to get a shot in. Swanson half blocked it. Great chance. And Shrewsbury do take the lead. And Elliot Bennett has scored. It's virtually Shrewsbury's first attack. A deflected effort came off the post from Winchester and fell to Bennett, who finished with his instep across the face of goal. It's Portsmouth nil, Shrewsbury one. Dale coming in field, then go back outside. Lovely from Dale, deflected. Cross goes behind for a pompey corner kick. Good save by the goalkeeper. Taken quickly once more. Swanson edge of the box. Curling left footed effort. What a goal! Space for Bennett, rare attack forward into the penalty area. Sadie trying to pull it back, chance for Shrewsbury, loose in the area. Swanson clears it away. And Pompey might be able to break if Coroma can keep this in play, and he will on the left hand side. He's got Scarlett and Bishop up with him. Coroma for Porter, breaking into the penalty area. Coroma, can he get the cross into the dead ball line? And he's pulled it back, but it's sat there in the area. And another counter attacking chance goes begging. Coroma controls it on his chest, cuts in field, 40 yards out, the Pompey winger. Looks for Bishop, his chest to Dale. That was a lovely play from Pompey. Can they make something of it? Again, loads of black shirts back. Dale lays it off. Ogilvy thinks about the cross, then drives to the dead ball line, tries to play it off the defender, loose in the penalty area. Chroma block, Bishop, chance for Scarlett, great opportunity! And it's going to go over the top of the crossbar, and Pompey has to settle for a corner. And once more, Portsmouth are held at home. It is a fourth consecutive League One draw Bratton Park, a frustrating afternoon for Portsmouth at Bratton Park. Last game before the clocks go back, and Danny Cowley will be hoping the change of seasons leads to a change in fortune, certainly in home form. Pomp is still fifth, but two more points dropped. Full time at Bratton Park, Portsmouth one, Shrewsbury Town one. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go, the highlights of Pompey's one-all draw with Shrewsbury Town a fortnight ago at Fratton Park, a result uh, which currently Pompey stands in fifth in League One after 15 games on 27 points. Ten points adrift of the top two with two games in hand. Um, they are also two points clear ahead of Derby County in seventh with one game in hand over the Rams as well. Looking at the bottom very quickly as well, Burton Rock Bottom, Forest Green Rovers, Morecambe tomorrow's opponents in 22nd and MK Dons, sorry, Milton Keynes in 21st position. Um, let's talk about tomorrow's game then, Barry. We'll start off with yourself and we'll really commence this preview of the match with an update on where we stand with injuries because since the last show on Monday we've had a lot of news um, and, and plenty to unpack from a week gone by we'll start off with Ronan Curtis a tweet shared by Ronan's mother uh, Pompey Mum on Shock. Twitter uh, <laughs> a picture of Ronan's ankle after the uh, the knock he picked up at Hereford on, on Friday night last week and he seemed to be limp- limping a little bit and you could see he was in uh, quite a bit of distress we saw the picture and it was it was golf ball size it was 
it was quite bad. Um, and we've heard from Danny Cowley uh, from the press conference yesterday. He spoke to uh, Andy Moon saying Rodan's got quite a swollen ankle. It was pretty nasty and he's got some damaged ankle ligaments. That is not the news you want to hear, essentially, on the on the eve of the, of the return to league fixture, uh, football. No, it's not. And, and look, Ronan on his day can be one of our most important players. So that's never, never what you want to hear. Um, looking for the, looking desperately for the silver lining to that. I think some of Ronan's best performances for us historically have been his first two or three back from injury because he's always very, very keen to show exactly what we've been missing. Um, so hopefully that is the case. Hopefully it's not as bad an injury as we're all, as we're all fearing, and that he's back fighting sooner rather than later. But yeah, not uh, not ideal when you. When when you're just about to return to league football. No, not at all. Um, Marlon Pack, Joe, is a player we could see return back uh, for Pompey this weekend. We've heard that plenty of times over the last few weeks, admittedly. Uh, but with Tom Lowry returning at Hereford last week, we'll come on to him in a, in a moment. But Marlon Pack, how much of a boost would that be for Pompey? It's a silly question, I know, because the answers are going to be yeah. a big one. But yeah, highlight to us what, what you think the difference between Pompey in the last four or five matches is compared to having Marlon Pack back in the team. It's it's the control that Pompey have in that midfield area. Um, it's the ability to put the foot on the ball. Uh, it's quite often it's a, a body faint, and he, he rolls out of trouble very easily and recycles possession. Um, that is going to be absolutely critical against Morecambe. It sounds daft, but there's a reason I say that. And the reason I say that is Morecambe are slap-bang bottom of the league for possession um, they only have the ball 38% of the time Pompey are going to have an awful lot of the ball on Saturday and you need someone like Marlon Pack who is able to move the ball nicely play those 5, 10, 15 yard passes and just keep recycling it because that is going to be so important to unpicking the defence um, and like you say we'll come on to Tom Lowry in a bit but he's yeah. the other part of that 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 is really important. Yeah, and, and we'll come to, 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 to Tom Lowry now, Barry. An exciting prospect of having both of them uh, back in the team this weekend. You'd like to think Tom Lowry will be in the team, considering he featured against Hereford last week. Um, and, and what a difference he made as well. I know we've discussed the Hereford game, but in regards to Tom Lowry and, and how much we've missed him, you could see straight away the instant impact he had at, at Edgar Street. And back in the league tomorrow, we hope. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll provide that added oomph that Pompey have been missing over the last month or so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any secret that our, our best midfield pair is is Pack and Lowry. Um, I think, for me personally, that midfield two is probably one of the best in the division. So um, to, to have those two back fighting fit, you would hope is going to help steady the ship somewhat and, and get us back to winning ways. Because you know, one one win in five, uh, I think it's three and nine in the league. You would and Lowry has been missing for all of those. So you would you would hope that him coming back in along with Pack is going to help us. Uh, particularly in possession and as Joe says we're going to have a lot of the ball on Saturday you need your best midfielders in there so that you can actually create some chances Yeah, um, Two players who have this week shared photos on Instagram uh, of recovery from surgery one of which Jaden Reed. we know he's got an ACL injury that's going to keep him out throughout the entire campaign but very positive to see um, his photo on social media from the week after he had a, a successful surgery so pleased to report that Jaden Reed is, is starting his uh, route to recovery pretty well but also so Joe Rafferty, um, a player who at right back Pompey have dearly missed and, and probably alongside Tom Lowry and, and arguably Marlon Pack as well, a really crucial figure within that Pompey eleven that over the last few weeks have desperately, desperately needed back into the team. Joe, unlikely it will be this weekend. Joe Rafferty, of course, he's, he's got his injury. We know he's going to keep him out until at least the new year. Um, but 
good to see, but he's, he's got the surgery now, and I know you've got a few stats to share about the impact that he has to this team. Yeah, he um, he he is very important to this team, and I think we all knew that um, before the injury happened. But actually, what what your eye test says and what the statistics say are two different things here. Everyone kind of assumes that Rafferty is better for Portsmouth going forward because we won more games with him going forward with whilst he was in the side. But actually, defensively, he's more important than you maybe realise. He Pompey are very poor at intercepting the ball, um, which is uh, two two reasons. One, we have more of the ball, so therefore you don't need to intercept it as much. Yeah. And secondly, they're not the most agile most of the time. If you think back to our four defenders that we've that we've been playing most often, they're all larger bodied men if, if we're going to be nice about it um, they're big guys right so they're not going to be agile enough to get into these passing yeah. lanes Joe Rafferty is the exemption to that he is actually getting into these passing lanes and stopping the ball from going in behind Joe Rafferty actually intercepts the ball most in the Pompey squad per 90 minutes only followed by Conor Gilvy. <laughs> so at that point you can see that the fullbacks are so important yeah when you're playing somebody that's not a fullback in that fullback area, I think it becomes more difficult for them, and particularly when Conor Gilby had to switch over to that right-hand side, yeah. it didn't look right. No. Zach Swanson coming through in the last couple of weeks has looked really, really positive. Zach Swanson is actually providing way more going forward than Joe Rafferty does, which, again, to the eye test, you go, what? Okay, yeah. I don't really understand that, but the numbers bear it out. Um, I did a whole piece on the 1898 the other day um, about just how important... Um, Joe Rafferty is and it goes a lot further than I've done there but um, give it a read please Um, (laughs) otherwise I'll sack him it's like the 1898PFC on Twitter isn't it yeah and uh, just the 1898.co.uk lovely there you go shameless and um, I love him Um, (laughs) but yeah Joe Rafferty's surgery um, it is important Mm. I don't want him to come back too early for two reasons firstly you don't want a reoccurrence Mm. and secondly Zach Swanson get him some game time that is a I said it last time that is a contracted player to Portsmouth that is under the age of 24 he needs minutes Okay then more from myself Barry and Joe to come very shortly thank you Joe thank you both uh, as well for your input so far on the show just under 20 minutes remaining to get your final thoughts I'll say final thoughts just thoughts get in touch with the show what are you waiting for 81400 our text number start your messages with the word express you can email Pompey at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey live more from myself Barry and Joe to come very shortly but now it's time to hear what the gaffer has been saying ahead of the Blues return to league action Danny Cowley spoke to Max Swatton at the Pompey Training Facility yesterday afternoon. Well, Danny, a trip to Morecambe next. How much are you looking forward to getting back on the road and back into league action? Yeah, absolutely. I think a great game for us, one that we're really looking forward to. Had the pleasure of watching Morecambe on Tuesday night at MK Dons, Nicky and I. So that was um, it's always nice when you can watch your opponent before the, before you play them. Um, I think there's a lot to like in that Morecambe team. I see a really um, determined, resilient group, uh, really gritty um, their home form has been been good just in, in recent games obviously beat Barnsley 1-0 and then, then drew with Derby County as well um, so we, we anticipate a tough game but we're in a, in a in a good place ourselves it's been good to get back on the training pitch this week I think we've had a, had a really good week together getting one or two back fit as well which is a real plus and uh, yeah we're, we're looking forward to the game You've had a whole week to prepare for this one for the first time in a while so how's that been? Yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, 
yeah, we were able to recover well over over the weekend after playing on the Friday night, um, and that's given us re- two really good days at the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, where we've got some good work into the group, both both tactically and and physically, um, and then yeah, we've had an, have an had another tactical day today. Um, managed to do quite a lot of work today because obviously tomorrow is a is a long travel for us, so we're we're training in the morning. Tomorrow, just kind of sharpen the players' tools in, in preparation for for the game on Saturday, and then yeah, obviously make the the, the long travel up to to Morecambe. You said last week that Marlon sets a return for this Saturday. Is that still the case? Yeah, he's had a, had a good week on the on the grass, and we're, we're hopeful that that him and Tom Lowry will be available to us. Any other injury concerns? No, I think um, we're in a in a pretty good place as a, as as a group. Um, obviously, we have Joe Morell for the last time before he goes to, to Wales um, and goes goes off to the World Cup with them. Um, so no, we're, we're we're pretty good in terms of the squad. Just the, the long term absentees that, that you're obviously already aware of. Just going back to Marlon Pack, how much of a boost is, will it be to to have him back in the middle of the park? Oh, of course. Listen, he's a he's a top player at this level for me he's a top player at the level above um, he brings much more than just a player it's his presence um, the way he's, he's able to make everyone around him better and this is what the, the top players can do and yeah he's a, he's a real leader in our group and of course when, when, when your best players are, are out injured you, you naturally miss them so we're hopeful that, that he'll be back and um, he'll be able to have a good impact it's our longest trip of the season, around 1,000 Pompey fans heading north. How much of a part can they, can they play on Saturday? Well, a big part, we, we know the away fans, they, they travel um, unbelievably well. The, the noise that they make um, is incredible, the way they drive the, the, the players' energy and support the team, uh, the kind of unconditional support that they give us and the fact that we're taking over 1,000 all that way is just, just incredible in itself and says everything about our, our supporters. We're really lucky to have them and we, uh, we, we're aware of this. I think the fact we travel with so many keeps the, the group honest, which I think is, is really important. And yeah, collectively, and I mean staff, players and supporters, we'll be looking to put in a really good performance come three o'clock Saturday. And you just mentioned him just now, Joe Morrell, off to the World Cup with Wales. A really proud moment for the club, but most importantly for him and his family as well. Yeah, absolutely. Joe's a brilliant professional. I know his focus, first and foremost, will be on, on Saturday's game, and rightly so. Um, but then very quickly, he'll be able to turn his attention to to, to, to Wales and the World Cup and, and obviously Qatar. And um, a brilliant experience for him. Um and yeah, you're right in saying a, a proud moment for, for Joe as a, as, a, as a person, but also his family as well. And yeah, we, we wish Wales and Joe nothing but, but good thoughts during the World Cup, obviously other than when they play against England. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll come on to assess Danny Cowley's pre-match thoughts and talk about uh, the World Cup in a little bit as well after the next uh, ad break. Uh, it's time for that quick interval now and one, uh, the final one of tonight's show of that too. When we come back, we want to be hearing from you back home, the Pompey faithful. Are you concerned that Blackpool might recall Owen Dale from his loan in January? Have you renewed confidence for tomorrow's game now that um, uh, Tom Lowry and Marlon Pack expect to be back in the starting 11 and what do you think the final score is going to be up in Lancashire come 5pm tomorrow 81400 our text number and you need to begin your messages with the word express you can email sport at, at expressfm.com use at expressfm if you're on twitter or head on over to facebook.com forward slash pompey live the third and final part of this evening's football hour coming up next 
This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there and welcome back to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. There's still plenty to come here on the show between now and 7 o'clock but first, more on Morgan with Connor Mosley. Following a week of trophy and cup action, League One football is back on the agenda for Pompey. A trip to Morecambe awaits for Danny Cowley's side on match day 16. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. The Blues recently had a break from League Matters, and it was a break utilised well, securing progression to the next stages of both the Papa John's Trophy and the FA Cup. But it's back to reality this week. The Mazuma Stadium, the venue for Portsmouth's return to league football, where they'll be hoping to pick up only their second win in eight league matches. We've provided a closer inspection into the names and numbers behind the Lancashire Seaside Club. Manager. The Shrimps remain under the guidance of former Plymouth Argyle boss Derek Adams, who took post for the second time back in February, succeeding Stephen Robinson, who'd left to return to Scotland to manage St Mirren. The 47-year-old who led Morecambe to promotion to League One for the first time in the club's history by the 2021 League Two playoffs had left to take charge of Bradford City just days after the Wembley heroics. Adam's spell at Valley Parade lasted just eight months, though, as he was sacked following a 1-0 defeat at home to Exeter City in February, with the Bantams eight points adrift in the playoff places. He was subsequently replaced by former Blackburn Rovers and Manchester City manager Mark Hughes. One to watch. Although he's yet to score for the Shrimps so far this season, we can't ignore the presence of last season's joint third top goal scorer in League One, Cole Stockton. The 28-year-old was Morecambe's leading talisman last term by a country mile, bagging 23 league goals, just three shy of the golden boot winner Will Keane, who ended on 26. Stockton has found game time difficult to come by this season due to the improved form of Kieran Phillips and Caleb Watts, spending the majority of his time coming off the bench to try and make an impact. If he does play a bigger role this weekend or come on from the subs bench, keep an eye out for him. He'll be wearing the number nine shirt. Top scorer. Whilst both Jensen Weir and Kieran Phillips are tied on four league goals each so far this season, it's 20-year-old Weir who can currently claim to be Morecambe's leading goal scorer, as in all competitions, he's got five to his name. The midfielder, who last netted in the club's one-all draw with Derby County three matches ago, bagged that extra goal in a three-all Papa John's Trophy group stage stalemate with the Everton under-21s, a tie which the Shrimps went on to claim the extra point in by the resulting penalty shootout. Weir is a regular part of Morecambe's League One team, having played 14 out of the 16 since his loan arrival from Brighton in the summer. Current form. Last time between Morecambe and Pompey at the Mazuma Stadium, Jonah Ayunga bagged a 93rd-minute equaliser to help secure the host League One status for this season, in doing so also condemning the Blues to another campaign in the third tier. Once again, the Shrimps find themselves battling relegation and they currently occupy 22nd position with just 13 points on the board after 17 played, four points off safety. 
Whilst Morecambe have collected just six points from five league games, they've only lost just once within that same time frame. That a 1-0 defeat away at Cheltenham Town on October the 25th. Derek Adams' side have played two games recently away from the league, losing 2-0 to both Sheffield Wednesday and the MK Dons in the FA Cup and Carabao Cup respectively. Though without a win in five in all competitions, last recording a victory at home to Barnsley on October the 22nd. Can Pompey collect all three points from this clash, or will Morecambe become one of the latest sides to deny the Blues a victory? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you, Connor, for a closer look into Morecambe. Tomorrow's opponents at the Mazuma Stadium, match day number 16 for Pompey um, in League One this season. Morecambe, 20 seconds in the table, Joe. Not doing too great, are they? No. Um, th- there's a reason. Hmm. Um, they're not a very good side. It's that simple. We're 17 games in. This is who they are. Um, it's not a surprise. They, like I said earlier, they don't have the ball an awful lot. Um, they're top in the league, well, second top in the league for most fouls per 90. Um, so they kick you a lot, hmm. which is a bit of a concern for Lowry and Pack. Um, they're completely bottom for goals scored per 90, bottom five in the league for goals against per 90. It's not good. Um, and I feel sorry for any Morecambe fans that have to watch that week in, week out, yeah. to be perfectly honest. They, they, they did, however, score from direct from a, a corner this season. Yeah, they did. And um, they scored some worldies as well, so you know exactly what tomorrow's got lined up. Yeah. 1 0 defeat written all over it. I don't want to jinx it, but it's going to happen. Let's face it. Um, Marlon Pack, we know, is expected to be back. Danny Cowley's very hopeful of that. Um, so, yeah, thank you to Marlon Pack for recovering so quickly. Um, Tom Lowry back in the squad last week. We expect him to be back in the team tomorrow. But moving on very quickly before we do finish up, Barry, um, some news from the week uh, from Blackpool uh, and a threat that they might recall Owen Dale uh, in the January transfer window due to basically how many injuries they've got as well. And that would be quite the concern for Danny Cowley. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those... Yeah, it's always the concern with lone players isn't it um, there is always that risk unfortunately and obviously Dale's been statistically one of our most creative players so that is a concern it does make me wonder if Danny Cowley is going to potentially change formation moving forward so that we don't have wingers to worry about um, he's interested in his pre-match uh, in his pre-match conference he said we've had an opportunity to develop to develop the team tactically and technically so I wonder if that does mean we'll maybe be going to a 3-5-2 or something like that and not relying so heavily on a player that is probably going to leave us in January if we're being honest not confirmed of course Pompey fans but Blackpool have well Michael Appleton has issued that um, that, that press conference from his uh, side this week that there is the option to recall Owen Dale in January but lads I have uh, found the perfect replacement Newcastle United have apparently allowed uh, Matt Ritchie to leave in January (laughs) let's bring him back let's get the band back together Matt Ritchie Marlon Pack bring Joel Wall back down as well what a squad that would be why not why You'd have not? to fancy promotion with that, wouldn't you? You'd have to wrap him in bu- bubble wrap to, to get anywhere near promotion, I think. Um, <laughs> Gav Jones on the emails. Good evening, gents. I can't wait to be back on the road following Pompey again tomorrow. I'm feeling confident ahead of tomorrow, especially now that Larry is back. I'm also hoping that early season Marlon Pack is back. Don't get me wrong, Marlon's a fantastic player. We're very lucky to have him, but it just seemed like he was having a bit of a bad patch in his previous games before suspension and injury. Safe travels. I'm predicting a 3-0 win. Take care, player Pompey. Thank you, Gav. 
on Twitter. Um, I would like to just also express um, our best wishes uh, from all of us here at Express FM. I'm sure Barry and Joe echoing the same statement um, to uh, Bath City footballer Alex Fletcher, who unfortunately in this week, um, very freak incident in the National League South tie they had at home. They, uh, Alex Fletcher collided with a concrete advertising board and as a result he's been in hospital um, ever since. He is apparently stable but still in a, cri- a critical condition and recovering from that. We send him our very, very best wishes as well, of course, his family. As a result, Bath City ne- next couple of games have been called off as a mark of respect. They just wish uh, that their player, Alex Fletcher, is, uh, is is hopefully going to um, enjoy a speedy recovery. And we certainly send our love to everyone at Bath City Football Club as well. And really do hope that Alex is feeling better um, sooner rather than later. Um, the World Cup is starting soon, next Sunday. Very exciting times for football fans up and down the country, regardless of how England have been playing lately. We just know it. It's coming home. We know it. The squad is as follows. Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, Aaron Ramsdale, the goalkeepers. Defenders, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, John Stones... Connor Cody, Kieran Trippier, Eric Dyer, Carl Walker, Harry Maguire, Ben White and Luke Shaw. Midfielders, Jude Bellingham, uh, Jordan Henderson, Connor Gallagher, Mason Mounts, of course, the Pompey lad. Um, Calvin, Calvin Phillips, I even forgot his first name. He's played one game all season, but he's still in the England squad somehow. Declan Rice and the forwards, Marcus Rashford, uh, Bakayo Saka, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish. Um, Callum Wilson, James Madison and Harry Kane No room for James Ward-Prowse What a shame What never a mind. shame Never mind no, Never mind What a shame Anyway, score predictions for tomorrow You've got about five seconds Joe, Pompey away at Morecambe How's this one going? Uh, I agree with the email 3-0 3-0 Pompey I'll take it Barry? I'll go 2-0 2-0 Pompey Thank you very much I'm going to go for a, a bit of, more of a nervy one I'm going to go 2-1 Pompey um, I think we'll get back to winning ways but I can't see it being a walk in the park by any stretch of your imagination OK Pompey Live is back tomorrow afternoon from 2 o'clock and Robbie James will be returning alongside Pompey women's manager Jay Sadler as well for all of the action as the Blues return to League One football at the Mazuma Stadium the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. The Blues travel to Hereford looking to avoid a giant killing in the Emirates FA Cup and it was the Bulls that scored first but Pompey were able to turn it around thanks to goals from Rico Hackett, Colby Bishop and Joe Piggott. Next up for Portsmouth, it's Morecambe away and you can catch all the unmissable action on Pompey Live Saturday from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yep, and there will be a full fixture list of League One games tomorrow afternoon. Accrington Stanley at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Bristol Rovers take on Fleetwood Town. Uh, Burton Albion at home to Charlton Athletic. Cambridge United host Bolton Wanderers. Peterborough United travel to Exeter City. Forest Green Rovers versus Wickham Wanderers. Ipswich versus Cheltenham. Lincoln City uh, entertaining Plymouth Argyle. MK Dons, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, they're at home to Derby County. Oxford United, they're at home to Port Vale. Shrewsbury Town host Barnsley. And, of course, Pompey away to Morecambe. I will be back on the Football Hour from Monday. That's uh, 6 o'clock, as always. 
However, next week there is a slight change to the schedule as the Blues' next league fixture after tomorrow's game at Morecambe is at home to Derby County next Friday. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff at Fratton Park. So the football hour next week on Monday and Thursday evening instead. Um, Henry Deacon will be back with over the white line for your non-league and women's football fix on Wednesday. Up next tonight here on Express FM, though, Connor Mosley is back with Express Floor Fillers. You are a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party. Connor playing just great floor fillers all night long. In case you missed any part of tonight's show or you just want to listen back to our beautiful voices again, you can either listen back tomorrow morning from 4am or download the podcast, which will be uploaded to our website in 20 minutes' time. Have a great weekend, stay safe, and enjoy the game tomorrow. Play at Pompey. Up the Blues.